What is up, Goal Line listeners? We are back with another episode of the Goal Line. As we as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, it gets a little bit more bittersweet recording these episodes, but the NFL season is just getting better and better every week as we creep closer and closer to the playoffs. Jordan, what is up, man? Yeah, it is. Uh, once you hit Thanksgiving, it really starts to get depressing football-wise. College football's regular season is now over, and yeah, man, this is week 13 of the goal line, so not great. Not, not feeling good. This coming week is the last of the uh, the buys, man. It's just straight up pedal to the metal to the end of the season from here on out. Don't we have some week 14 buys? Yeah, we have two week 14 buys. You're Are there week 14 buys? Jeez. Yeah. Let me count real quick. Cardinals and Commanders got week 14 buys. Yep, you're right. Okay. All right, so we got two more weeks with some buys left, dude. So, okay. Uh, but no, what's going on, man? How was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was good. It was, uh, yeah, we just always a lot of stuff going on around the holidays. So, busy weekend, but Thanksgiving itself was really good. Food was good. And yeah, man, watch football all day. So, yeah, good day. How about you guys? Same, dude. It definitely, you know, I felt every bit of that four-day weekend, man. It was just like a four-day haze of football and uh, and, and drinking beer and, and eating good food. So, uh, just, you know, still kind of knocking the knocking the rust off, man, getting back in the swing of things after work today, but ready to talk some football tonight, man. Uh, you want to remind the listeners where they can find us on social media before we get into it? Yeah, you can find us at on Twitter and X at goal underscore line underscore pod. And you can find us on Instagram at the Goal Line Football Show. All right, we got a real barn burner going down on Monday night right now. We're tied up three to three at halftime between the uh, the Bears and the Vikings. What's well, far cry from uh, from that Chiefs Eagles instant classic we had last week? Uh, what are your thoughts at halftime of this NFC North showdown? Um, I, if I was the Bears, I would attempt to throw the ball downfield. They just said Justin Fields has ten completions, either behind or at the line of scrimmage. Probably not really that much of a winning football uh, recipe, so might want to count on throwing the ball downfield because they're absolutely dominating this game and it's tied. You know, it's a tale as old as time, especially in the NFL. Backup quarterback comes in, sets the world on fire for a few weeks, and then that uh, that stagecoach turns back into a pumpkin eventually. You know, once these defensive coordinators get get a few few game tapes on him. Do you think that's what's happening with Josh Dobbs right now, or did, or did he just have a, a bad half of football? Um, I think he's pressing a lot right now. He's trying to make throws that aren't really there, so I don't know. I think part of that's on the Vikings offensive coordinator. This is the first game where you can really tell how much they're missing Justin Jefferson. They're not running it well. They're not throwing it well. It's just uh, it's tough to replace someone that good. I, I know they were riding the lightning, but – when you, once you lose a game, that lightning kind of wears off a little bit and you got to restart it again the next week. So maybe we're dealing with a little bit of that tonight, too. Let's get an early prediction. Final score, man. What are you saying? Well, I hope Justin Fields throws a touchdown for my fantasy football team's sake. So I'm going to go. I think we're going to get some scoring in the second half. I'm going to go 13 to 10 Bears. With. Who winning? I said 13 to 10 Bears. Oh, I didn't hear you say Bears. It cut out for a sec. My apologies. I just heard 13 to 10. I was like, all right, so he's got the final score. Let's uh, let's go and throw a team on there also, dude. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, you well, ready to get into the rest of the weekend football? What do you think is going to be the final score? 
I think the Vikings pull it out, dude. I, 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 I'm kind of going to go the same score, but I say Vikings win, man. I think the Vikings, uh, I think the Vikings edge them out. Uh, just it's the Bears, dude. I'm not going to bet on the Bears. Yeah, I get it. All right, let's get into the rest of the weekend football. All right, man, let's get into it. So I, I think there's no better place to start than probably what was the game of the week was Bill's Eagles. Um, but we have to start with Sean McDermott being completely gutless. And I don't think he's a very fo- good football coach, honestly. Um, they had 22 seconds left, had a timeout left. You have Josh Allen who can throw the ball 70 yards in the air and you just take a knee and play for overtime. And it cost him. Dude, you just don't – you can't give a team like the Eagles extra opportunities. They're just – they're too good, and I, I feel like Sean McDermott's wasting the talent that the Bills have. That team has way too much talent to be 6-6 six and six right now. Yeah, I don't think he's a bad coach. I'm not going to go that far because the Bills were just kind of lost in the wilderness for years before he got there, and they've had some success. I think it's just one of those situations where, like, he was the coach to get them from, you know, being bad to being – really competitive and it might take somebody else coming in to push him over the top. Cause like, you know, six and six, dude, it's, it's 50, 50. If they even make the playoffs, you know, I, gun to my head, I think they're going to sneak in and grab one of those wild card spots, but it's looking very, very shaky right now. And yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'll go even beyond taking that knee at 20 seconds, dude, you wasted another time out icing their kicker, man. Like I think icing the kicker is kind of just dumb at this point anyways, man. Like, unless it's just like a last gasp, like the only, you know, there's, one second left in the game and you know it's the last play but dude they wasted a timeout they could have had two timeouts with 20 seconds left one of the top five or six quarterbacks in the league uh and anything can happen man you throw it downfield maybe you get a pass interference you get a rough in the passer call and you get a chance to kick a long field goal to win the game i just think it was horrible management down the clock down the stretch and yeah they uh it seemed like they were just playing not to lose at that point man i i don't know if I can't imagine that they don't trust Josh Allen just because they paid him all that money. And even though he does throw a lot of picks, he makes just as many, if not more big plays for them to cancel them out. I think it was just the coach being a pussy. So I'm going to double down on uh, McDermott's not a very good coach. I think Dayball is the reason the bills became successful. Um, he completely changed the way Josh Allen was playing and that really changed their offense. Um, ever since he's left, I feel like their offense just has lapses of being absolutely miserable. Granted, some of that's Josh Allen's decision making. Um, but as far as the icing the kicker thing goes, I'm fine with it if it's like if it's like a game winning field goal. Like I, I get it when it's a game winning field goal. Like there's three seconds left. Like obviously you're just gonna burn the timeout because yeah. why not, dude? That was a 59 yard field goal with wind and rain like what are you icing dude there's there was about a five (laughs) percent chance he was gonna make that kick anyway granted i'm gonna give elliot all the credit in the world he absolutely bombed that kick that was probably one of the better kicks i've ever seen with the elements being the way they were um but yeah i just i'm just off the mcdermott wagon i just think this team is way underperforming considering the talent that they have and I think it has to go back on the head coach, man. Like you're making the decisions for that football team. They fired Dorsey as the scapegoat and sorry, man, it didn't look any better. Yeah. And it's looked bad enough this season that if they, if they fail to make the playoffs, I think he's gone. Cause it's just, 
they've clearly taken a step back from where they were in 2021 and 2022 at this point. I think he's gone even if they make the playoffs. I mean, unless they make some miraculous Super Bowl run, which, to be honest, I think that would be like an absolute miracle. Maybe they get right on the bye week, but I just don't see it. So I think he's gone either way. I think Dan Quinn would be the favorite for that job too. Yeah, I'd like to see DQ get another shot. All right. Uh, So coming off that game, we'll go into the NFC. Dude, I just do not see how Philly and San Francisco are not just the class of the NFC and maybe the NFL. Um, The thing about Dallas, everybody always wants to include Dallas in there. I saw today they have not beat a team with more than four wins this year. Like, so is Dallas really that good or are they just beating up on teams that aren't very good? Um, I think their defense is still really good. I still have trust issues with Dak Prescott. So until he starts beating good teams, I'm not going to be completely on the Dak Prescott hype wagon. So, yeah, I I just think Philly and San Francisco are just above everybody else, and we're going to see who's the better team on Sunday. So, Yeah, they definitely are. I cannot wait for that game on Sunday. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit higher on Dallas than you are. I feel like they gave Philly everything that they wanted um, in that game a couple weeks back. I'm very interested to see how the rematch plays out. Uh, so I, I do think that they could potentially go into Philly and steal a playoff game if they had to. Um, San Francisco is the most talented, but as good as Brock Purdy is, he's kind of got to, if you can get them off script, man, if you can get a lead on them and get them playing from behind, uh, they're a much different team. Uh, I know it's, you know, it's sounds like, yeah, no shit, dumbass. Like it's like that for a lot of teams, but I feel like with the 49ers, they really need to kind of stick to the script and, 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 you know, be playing, you know, with a lead or, or tied up. So that way they can play their style of football. If you get them in a, in a pass happy mode where teams can just dial back the pressure on them, uh, they really struggle. So I think they're unique, but talent wise. Yeah. I think they're right there with the Eagles. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing them have a, have a rematch at full strength. You know, we got robbed of that game last year in the NFC championship with Brock getting hurt there in the first quarter. The shitty thing is it doesn't sound like Lane Johnson's going to play. He had an MRI on his groin yesterday and didn't play yesterday either. Um, That really changes the way Philadelphia plays their game and runs the ball and everything. But I don't know, man. Jalen Hurts is special, dude. I just – I don't understand why people keep downplaying this dude. Like, all he does is make clutch plays at the end of games. I just – I don't get it. I mean, yeah – have they looked their best at any point this year? No, but they're 10 and one. So what does that tell you? Like they're either really lucky, which I don't think that's what it is. I just think they're a really good football team that hasn't played their best football yet, which to be 10 and one and saying you're not playing your best football is pretty incredible. Cause if they do hit that gear where they are playing their best football, I think that team's unstoppable, honestly. So I guess we'll see. I agree. I think uh, I think Jalen Hurts is the front runner for MVP, especially after that game yesterday. He outdueled Josh Allen. You know, poor Josh Allen. It seems like every time he has one of these like generational type performances, he ends up on the losing end for some reason. Uh, but uh, but nah, man. I thought I thought Jalen Hurts was incredible yesterday, and he's my pick for MVP at this point. Yeah, and dude, they're ten and one with the hardest schedule in the NFL too. It ain't like they're playing a bunch of cupcakes every week. I mean. Right now, they're on the hardest run of any team this season. The teams that they're playing are just all really good. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They got uh, Niners and Cowboys back-to-back weeks now. So, I guess this is when we're really going to find out how great they really are. I think they got the Seahawks right after that, too, right? they got a tough schedule. Yeah, that's a tough stretch. And the thing is... 
the Eagles are at a point now, they've been so good over the last five or six years that they're one of those teams that even if they're not playing a powerhouse, like the regular teams, they're getting up when they're playing the Eagles. You know what I mean? It's like how like the Packers used to be and how like the Cowboys have always been like, that's one of those games that you circle on the schedule. The fans are bringing it. The team's got just a little bit extra juice when it's the, the week you're going up against Philly. Yeah. It's a, uh... It's going to be interesting to see how these next couple of weeks play out for them. Um, I, I want to hit quickly on this. What were your thoughts on the Black Friday game? I thought it was cool. It's a weird day for the NFL, though, um, just because that's always been known as a huge college football day. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool that they did a game that day. The game wasn't good at all. But um, overall, I just I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought of that, a 2 o'clock NFL game on a Friday afternoon. I thought they should have leaned more into the Black Friday of it. You know, it was already on Amazon. I wanted like pop-up ads, like all kinds of product (laughs) integration and like deals dropping, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you know, freaking Tyreek Hill just had a 35-yard touchdown. We got 40-inch Samsungs for $35 right now, but it's only 15. Be the first to click the link, you know? Like, let's just, yeah, let's go all out on the gimmick of it, dude. Lean into it. I'm all about extra football, man. The game was kind of a nothing burger of a game. Uh, you know, obviously when they scheduled it back in, back in the summer, it looked, looked like it was going to be awesome, right? Aaron Rodgers against the, the Dolphins on Black Friday, but I, I'm all for it, man. I like getting the one-off games. It's, it's kind of fun just to be able to sit back and focus on one game, especially when it's in the afternoon, you know, you're not at nighttime where you got other competing, uh, you know, competing interests and stuff. So I'm, I, hopefully it was six. I haven't really seen any of the, uh, you know, like the media reporting on it. Hopefully it was successful enough that they make it a tradition from here on out. I'm all for it. Yeah, I liked it as well. Uh, Nether Nugget Steelers first 400 yard game in 59 games. Shocking! It happens the game right after they fire Matt <laughs> Canada. What what a shocker! Yeah, the Steelers, dude. Like, what what can you say, man? It's Steelers football. I mean, I do feel like I feel like those years where Big Ben was airing it out for 4,000 yards. That wasn't true Steelers football. This is Steelers football right here, dude. Like, just these ugly ass wins, man. Um, you know, putting up you know 15, no no more than 20 points every game. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I'm really interested to see what they do in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play them because they are a physical team. I don't think the talent is super good, but they are well, you know, they're always ready to play and they're really physical. They're not the type of team you're going to be want to bang pads with in January. Um, and then we have to talk about it, dude. The Lions with one of the most disappointing performances. I, I mean, I don't even know how long it's been since I've seen this much of a disappointing performance. Not just out of the Lions, just in general, like. Dude, I wanted them to come out there and just kick the living shit out of the Packers, and they laid an absolute egg, man. Just that was so disappointing, man. I, and it, it sucks, man, because everybody's starting to kind of pull for the Lions just because they are the Lions, um, and then they go out there and do that on Thanksgiving and look like the Lions of yesteryear. So pretty sad, man. We talked about it last week, how they owed it to their fans, man. You know, they've gotten the shit kicked out of them on Thanksgivings for so long. Not only do you finally got a a good team, but you got the hated Packers coming into town, and they let Jordan Love just ball on them, dude. It's just, you know, they did this in the home opener against the Seahawks, too, and bounced back in a big way. So I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater on this one. It could have just been something funky in the air that day, but stuff like this is the kind of thing that lends credence to, you know, what we talked about back in our preseason opening episode about how there's some organizations that failure is just baked into the DNA of the teams, right? The coaches change, the players change, you know, sometimes you go into brand new stadiums, but there's some organizations that it is just baked right into the freaking foundation of that team. 
that failure is going to be around every corner, man. And so I don't know, dude, I, uh, I'm hoping they bounce back big time, dude, but it would not shock me one bit at this point if they get in and go one and done at home in the playoffs. Yeah, it sucks, but just kind of what it is. Um, this is usually where we do race to number one, but we can also integrate uh, Frank Reich being fired today by the Carolina Panthers. Dude, what a clueless organization. And then it also came out today, which it had already been speculated, but Frank Reich wanted to draft CJ Stroud and the owner said no. <laughs> yeah, I think they're there. Have you seen any of like the media and stuff with their owner? Like the dude just seems clueless, man. Like I'm, I'm waiting for him to like take off the mask Scooby-Doo style and it's Dan Snyder underneath. Like the guy just seems like he has very little self-awareness, man. And I, I don't know, dude, I, I feel bad for the Panthers fans. When we lived in Virginia, um, we used to always go down for the Falcons Panthers game in Charlotte. Always enjoyed being around the Panthers fans. They had really, really good vibes. Um, awesome fan base. And they've had a you know, they've had a fair amount of success over the years since they came in the league there in ninety-six. Uh, but dude, I'm very, very skeptical of there any type of, you know, long term success for them with this guy at the helm. We uh, you know, he's he runs the the soccer team out of Charlotte also, and same thing. I think they've run through three or four coaches in the last couple of years. Uh yeah, it's a mess, dude. Yeah, Bryce Young's doing nothing on that team, and maybe some of that's him, but, dude, that, that organization is just an absolute dumpster fire, and, yeah, just not good at all. Uh, we have one more thing, and I, I did this just for Seth because I heard this. Well, not this exact joke, but um, Justin Herbert, more like Justin Sherbert because he always melts when the defense turns up the heat. <laughs> <laughs> dude i don't know what i i mean you know i we again something we talked about in the preseason we we're doing our little intros and stuff man you know i i tapped out as a uh you know a varsity high school quarterback dude and i even remember from back then you know 2002 2003 dude like if uh if you got a guy coming at you untouched look for the receiver from where he came from dude and you could see it on that game last night man that guy in the slot was wide open we're talking about if you didn't see it uh the chargers had a chance to uh to beat the ravens there at the end and uh they're driving on a fourth down they do a the, basically a nickel blitz like the inside corner blitz came in totally red hot untouched i mean he was on he was on justin herbert right away but the receiver where he blitzed from was sitting there wide open man that was like a Again, I feel like that was like a high school read for a quarterback to make. I don't know. And Justin Herbert's like 6'6", so it's not like he couldn't see over the guy and make the throw. Uh, yeah, that that looked very, very poor. It almost looked like he just like gave up on the play. Uh, that It just looked weird, man. You don't see something like that a lot in the NFL. Dude, if it's not Keenan Allen, it's just like he has no idea what to do with the football. It's – I don't know, man. I'm, I think part of it is Brandon Staley. He's a miserable head coach. Like, I don't I, – I still don't understand how he's the coach of the team, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, just, I am not seeing good things from Justin Herbert this year. That's all I'll say. I just, I don't know, man. He just doesn't look like he's got one more chance. They, they replaced the offensive coordinator for him this last off season. I'm almost positive. He's going to have a new head coach next year. So we'll see what he does with a new coach and new scheme next year. Um, but yeah, it's looking like he may have been slightly overhyped. I mean, good thing for him. He already got that second contract. So he, the checks are cashing no matter what. But, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely on the bubble of being one of the elite QBs like um, like like we've talked about him so far. Yeah, that's it, man. All right, let's get into our picks.
Hey, before we do that, what are you sipping on this week, Jordan? I am actually drinking a local beer. It's out of Juke's uh, Ale House here in uh, Elkhorn, Nebraska. I am drinking a Sewer Surfer IPA. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inspired. It's absolutely delicious. So, yeah. Nice. I'm drinking something I drink a lot. If you've listened to any of our podcasts over the years, it's uh, by Shiner. It is their Ruby Redbird. <laughs> Light beer with a little bit of uh, grapefruit flavor into it. Really, really good. Nice. All right, how'd we do last week, man? Both 10 and 5. So, on the season... And we got the same pick? <clears throat> yep. And so, on the season, you've won 5, I've won 3, and we've tied 4 times now. All right, let's go. Getting into week 13. Got a pretty good game for Thursday night. We got the 6 and 5 Seahawks heading into Dallas to face the Cowboys. Yikes. Uh, I'm going Cowboys on this. I feel really bad for the Seahawks, man. It's just... <clears throat> I think they're a good team. I just don't think they're good enough to beat the top three teams in the NFC, if that makes any sense. No, I feel you. And they're definitely fading a little bit from the start of the season. At the start of the year, it looked like they were picking up, uh, picking off right where they, they left off at last year. But I think that's fading a little bit, man. Uh, DK Metcalf, he's been kind of hit or miss from week to week. I, I think the Cowboys roll in this one, and I think they roll pretty big. It'd be their first game they won against a winning team, so I guess something's got to give here. <laughs> All right. Just, this could be just what the doctor ordered for old uh, Brandon Staley and uh, Justin Herbert. Heading into New England to face the Patriots, who I think at this point are the worst team in the league, man. Like they look, The Patriots were looking like low-key scrappy the first month, but it's horrible there. You know, my, they, they put my boy Bailey Zappi in. He didn't do any better. I don't know what's happening there, man. It does not look like Patriot football, dude, like at all. I it's I never thought I because I have a ton of respect for Bill Belichick. I never thought I would actually question it, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe he has kind of just lost the thread up there. I think Chargers kick ass in this one, and I think the Patriots got some major, major issues going on behind the scenes right now. It's time for him to go, man. Um, just kind of the stuff I've seen the last couple weeks, uh, his post-game interviews, which are always pleasant as is, but dude, he just is deferring all the questions that, dude, you have to answer these questions as a head coach. Like you can't just say, yeah, it's part you of can't it. just say we were preparing both quarterbacks to play. Yeah, we get that. But like, what is your reasoning for starting Mac Jones at this point? I mean, he does nothing well at this point. Like I, I don't get it. Zappy didn't play any better, but that's a bad football team. I agree. I'm going Chargers as well. Two and ten Steelers or two and ten Cardinals heading in to face the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Oh, I think boy. Steelers roll. Cardinals are looking. They somehow look better with Josh Dobbs than they have with Kyler. I don't know what it is with their offense. Like it's like they just call I don't know, man. They don't use Hollywood Brown at all, who is probably their best skill position player. I I don't understand the meaning of that. They threw one deep ball to him yesterday, and that was it. I don't know, man. Maybe that dude doesn't want to play there. I don't. I don't know, but I really feel like that team's gonna have to explore a Kyler trade. Like, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what the benefit of bringing him back at this point would be, and. Um, judging, you could still get something for him. I think there's still a team out there that would bet on being able to make him a franchise quarterback. So you might as well trade him while he's still got some value. I think Kyler's such a unique player that it's going to take a coach really crafting a scheme around around his skill set. Dude, he'd be perfect for um, a team that's kind of a run first and they can run a lot of like zone reads and stuff with him. Because I feel like they've gotten away with that, gotten away from that. But maybe that's by design so he doesn't get hit. But 
Dude, if you have a running, if you watch the Cardinals play, it looks it's very scattered what they do on offense. Like I think you were right. Like there's like there seems like not a lot. There, it doesn't seem like they're running a scheme, right? There's not a lot of rhyme and reason what they're doing. It feels almost like they're just they're just playing Battleship when they're on offense, right? Like they're just trying to guess like hey, G four and just yeah. just hope that it somehow hits. Yeah, it's not good, but I I agree with you. I'm going Steelers as well. All right, the Colts and the Titans in Nashville. Oh boy. I got an invite from our good friend Hawk to go attend this game, man. We're uh, we're celebrating Stella's birthday this weekend. My daughter, her birthday is December twenty third. So instead of trying to cram it in right before Christmas, we're going to do it do it first week of December. So I will not be in attendance. This these games always tip, end up being pretty good, man. Colts and Titans, low key, have a pretty damn good rivalry over the years. I think the Colts get it done here, though. Colts are definitely the better team. Um, Titans are scrappy. Dude, Will Levis is just doing nothing at this point, though, to elevate that offense. Like, very pedestrian. He's not making the killer picks, but yeah, it's just it's not a lot going. On. I mean, I don't know how much of it is him. A lot of it, the O line sucks, so they're not able to do a lot of like deep drops. Man, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. They it took everything they had to beat the Panthers. The Panthers one hundred percent could have won that game yesterday, and I think the Colts are actually a little bit better than their six and five record shows. Man, the Colts have played pretty good football this season. Yeah, they're playing well for sure. So is you, are you going yeah, Colts yeah. as well? Sorry if I didn't say that. I'm going Colts. All right, this is going to be a good game, dude. The six and five Broncos and the six and five Texans in Houston. Oof. Man, Texans really gave that one away yesterday. They should have won that game. I just yeah. still feel like that team is really, really good. But Both these teams have been playing really good. I mean, this is two of the hottest teams in the league over the last month. That you know, even with the Texans losing yesterday. I'm going to go Texans just because they're at home. Um, I do like what the Broncos are doing. But, I mean, dude, are we really saying the Broncos are going to rail off seven straight wins? Like, at some point, it has to come to an end. So, I'm just going to go Texans just because I feel like them playing at home. And, yeah, I'm just going Texans. Yeah, coin flip game. I'll go with the home team. I agree, (laughs) Texans. All right, the Lions and the Saints in New Orleans. I think the Lions bounce back big, just like they did after that week two let down at home against the Seahawks. I think the Lions kicked the Saints' ass. The Saints are a bad football team. I watched it yesterday. Derek Carr is fucking terrible, dude. The fact that they gave that dude $150 million over three years, is that's going to go down as one of the worst contracts. Like that, that was a miserable signing. He's fine from the 20s to the other 20. But the minute he gets inside the red zone, it's like his decision-making just goes to shit. Like, he has no idea what he's supposed to do when they get to the 20-yard line. So, yeah, I'm going lines as well. Y'all know, dude, here on the goal line, we are Team Jameis. Jameis, when he gets down inside the 20, he's going to toss that thing, bro. He probably ain't going to get inside the 20 because he's bombing it to the end zone from the 40, dude. Like, get Jameis in there. I was man. honestly – You want to win? Put Jameis in. Go ahead. I was honestly yeah. nervous that they were going to put him in at halftime because I was like, dude – what what Carr is doing right now is not going to win them this game. Like, I just could see it. And then Olave went out, and then I felt even more confident that there's no way Derek Carr is winning this game without him. 
Um, yeah, and you never and like I said, it's never a good sign when the opposing team is hoping you don't put the backup in. But it's just with Jameis, anything is possible, dude. Jameis could come in and toss two pick sixes and end up, you know, turn a close game into a blowout, or he could get in there and drop two seventy five and three touchdowns on you in a couple quarters, man. Like that's what I love about watching the dude play, and he's just he's bringing the passion, man. I don't, I don't see any fire out of Derek Carr. No, he he gives you nothing. Dobbs just got picked again, by the way. So that's three picks tonight. Not looking good, man. Six three bears. They, why, why could Kirk Cousins not get the same uh, surgery that Aaron Rodgers got? You know, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers being back in like three or four weeks, man. Have Have you seen the conspiracy theories now that Aaron Rodgers didn't actually tear his Achilles? It was like some other, like you know, still significant but not quite an Achilles tear, and they just they just sold it big time to to gas this dude up. I already couldn't see because he was in the dark room for three weeks. So they had to give him like a couple more weeks <laughs> off to readjust his eyes to actual natural light. I mean, Achilles injuries have, have tended to be like, you know, career enders or at least out for a year. I mean, you got Kevin Durant who all due respect to Aaron Rodgers. I'd say Kevin Durant's probably a better pure athlete than Aaron Rodgers is. And he was out for, you know, like 13, 14 months with his Achilles injury. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, and, and Aaron Rodgers is such a weirdo anyways. It definitely raises some questions that he's somehow able to come back in three months from a torn Achilles. Yeah, would they put a horse tendon in this dude's leg or something? Like, what What do we got going on here, man? Because that's not a, a three-month injury. That's like a 10- to 12-month injury. I don't, I don't understand what we're doing here. Yeah, I know they said it was some sort of new technique that they did, which I I, I could buy that if it got him back in like, you know, three or four months earlier. But yeah, I mean, dude, out a torn Achilles in September and back playing football in December. That's intense. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, something's not stirring the Kool-Aid there. All right. So this could be a big week for your Atlanta Falcons, man. Assuming the Lions take care of their business down in uh, down in the NOLA. The five and six Falcons are traveling up to New York to face the hapless Jets, man. You mean the first place five and six Atlanta Falcons (laughs) put some respect on their name. It's do or die, bro. They got to win this game, man. If if they lose to the Jets, how do you bring old awful Arthur uh, back from from New York, man? I feel like he's he's hitting freaking uh, the, the airport and flying back on his own dime if if they lose to the Jets. Dude, th- I mean, this is they could really they could have a two game lead in the division after this week if they play their cards right. Dude, the Jets have like the thirtieth ranked run defense, and oh, lucky here, Arthur Smith remembered he has Bijan Robinson on the team, and you can just run him into the ground like. I don't understand why this is so hard. It just makes no sense. Control the clock. Don't turn the ball over. Clearly don't let Ritter throw in the red zone because he's going to make a dumbass decision. Like, dude, just run the guy you just drafted eighth overall and then throw when you have to. Like, don't throw unless you absolutely have to. I mean, it's just, it's like he treats this like it's brain surgery. But all that said, I'm going Falcons. I just don't see how they lose to this team. Like, Tim Boyle is absolutely miserable. Yeah, the Jets are a mess. They're similar to the Patriots, dude. They're actually it's a miracle that they're somehow four and seven. It's gotten very ugly up there. You know, they benched my boy Zach Wilson. Things didn't get any better. They actually got worse. Um there you see a lot of fighting on the sidelines and stuff, a lot of penalties. To me, that's that's kind of indicative of a team that is checked out. Uh, so yeah, the Falcons better go up there and handle their business. How about the, uh, the fail Mary man at halftime against the Dolphins? How amazing was that play? One of the best plays of the season so far, for sure. hundred yard pick six on a hail Mary. That's one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. 
Dude, that was a hell of a run back, dude. It was like he just kept picking up speed as he went, man. And, you know, the blockers took care of it. And, the, you know, the announcers did a great job of illustrating it. You know, because it's a Hail Mary, he was already in the, and Boyle threw it short. All the fast guys were already behind him. So it was just the quarterback and all the offensive linemen, man, to, that he had to beat to uh, to uh, get in there, man. So, yeah, cra- crazy play. Definitely check that out on, on YouTube if you have not seen it yet. Yeah. All right, eight and three Dolphins heading up to D.C. to face the Commies. Uh, the commies are fading fast too. They're another team that was looking scrappy first five or six weeks, but it's looking bad up there. I think dolphins roll. How has Ron Rivera not been fired yet, dude? He's a terrible head coach too. I think he's, I think he's beloved by the players, bro. If you, if you see the guy talk, man, like he's super, super passionate, dude. I just, I think, I, I don't think they would fire him in season, man. I think that, I think he's definitely probably gone this off season. Uh, I think new ownership taking over bought him a little bit of extra time because Dan Snyder was so bad. I think that gave him some grace. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the only reason he's not gone so far is again just because he's so beloved by the players. I can see that. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I think uh, you agree. Yeah. Dolphins roll. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> NFC South, the Basement Bowl, man. We got the Panthers heading down to Tampa. I think Baker and the boys get back on the uh, the winning side here and beat the Panthers. I do not see the Panthers getting the uh, the the interim coach boost this week. Dude, the Bucks are bad though. Like I, I watched a little bit of that Colts game. That's not a good football team either. But yeah, the Panthers are just awful. So yeah, I'll go Bucks as well. All right, the game of the week. Eight and three 49ers heading into Philly for a rematch of the NFC championship. Here very interesting, bro. The Niners are installed as two and a half point favorites on the road against the Eagles. Dude, them playing on the East Coast. I mean, that th- that's when they went on their losing streak this season is when they had to go to the East Coast. So I'm going to go Eagles just because I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Um, I just think they find a way. Like like you said, if, if they can somehow get the Niners off script right out of the gate, which starting fast hasn't been the Eagles' forte this year, but I, I think they can. Um it's been proven that Niners cannot play from behind. So I'm going to go Eagles. If this was a noon kickoff, I'd throw a lot more weight on the, the East coast trip, but this is three twenty-five, So, you know, it's going to be basically noon California time for them. I think the Niners got revenge on their mind. I think they're a little bit motivated. They're catching the Eagles after, you know, back to back, tough, tough, emotional, hard fought wins. I think they're catching the Eagles at a really good time. And I think the Niners get out of Philly with the dub, dude. I I don't, I think it's still a toss up for who's the better team. Uh, You know, gun to my head, I'd say probably the Eagles got a little bit better roster, but the, I, I think the Niners are catching them at the right time. And I think the Niners get the win on Sunday. Okay. All right, we got the seven and four Browns heading to LA to face the five and six Rams. I think the Rams win this, man. I think the Browns' lack of offense caught up to them a little bit last week. Rams always play pretty good ball. Um, I think the Rams get the win in LA and send the Browns down to seven and five. I mean, it's probably going to be Flacco time. Um, Rams are installed as four point favorites right now. Dude, the problem is, is Miles Garrett's questionable too. They still haven't announced whether or not he's actually hurt, but he said he heard something pop in his shoulder yesterday. So if he doesn't play, that puts a huge dent in the Browns roster, even more so than the offense. I still think the Browns are a better team. Like, dude, the Rams offensive line is so bad. 
It is. I, I'm going to go Browns. I just I think their defense is good enough to to keep them in that game, and I seriously think they're going to start Flacco this weekend. Like as crazy as that sounds, I think that's who they're going to start. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a crazy pick by you, man. Plus, you know, Stafford is even at his you know advanced age, he's still got a lot of gunslinger in him, so he's going to Stafford will definitely give the defense chance to pick off a couple balls. Yeah. All right, Chief, Sunday night game, Chiefs heading into Lambeau to face the Packers. I think the Chiefs bounce back. Or excuse me, bounce, they won't be bouncing back. They beat the Raiders on Sunday, but I think they bounce back in a big way on primetime. You know, last time we saw them on primetime, they got beat by the Eagles. I think the Chiefs get it done and roll the Packers up in Green Bay. I think the Chiefs win this game, but everything that I've been questioning about the Chiefs this year, nothing has changed in the last couple no, of weeks, agreed. dude. I just – I still don't think their offense is that great this year, and – Patrick Mahomes against the world. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game easily. Um, I don't think the Packers are that good, so yeah. And last but not least, Monday Night Football, the 5-6 and six, John Browning-led Bengals heading to Jacksonville. I think the Jaguars pick up another one, man. It's been ugly. It's been inconsistent, but the Jaguars are going to be sitting at 9-3 and three after uh, 12 games. Yeah, I, if the Jags lose this game, I will have lost all hope in them because – the Bengals defense yesterday looks so bad and they're clearly not going to score a bunch of points on offense. So yeah, this would be a pretty, pretty bad loss for the Jaguars at this point. All right, let's hit million dollar bets. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so real quick, before we get into our bets, I want to do a little bit of college football talk, man. So Jordan was definitely fading all of the Deion Sanders hype at the start of the season when everybody else was just, you know, acting like Colorado was the the second coming, man. Jordan was like, no, this team sucks. They're pretenders. Uh, they end up going 4-8 and eight after that. Three and one at three and zero start. Only won one game in the Pac-12, and now we're seeing some of these big recruits that they had decommitting. How much are you loving the uh, the Dion fade? It's it okay. So here, here's was always my thing from the beginning of the season. I felt like the love that they were getting, I I understood why they were getting that love because everybody just kept going. Well, it was a one win team last year. Again, that was not the same team that was out there this year. He brought in a whole new roster. But I just felt like if these guys lost a couple straight games that they would just kind of fold, and that's exactly what happened. They just stopped playing. And then Dion threw the offensive line under the bus, and I knew that was only going to make it worse, and it did. Um, dude, I just I feel like it's good, the shine's going to wear off. Now he's hiring Warren Sapp as a defensive line <sighs> coach. Like, dude – Everything that I kept saying is this is just like a clown show and it's just for TV is all it was. That's exactly what's happening. This is just a clown show and it's all for TV. Like this is not about football. It's just about him. And I knew it would wear off. And I just think players are watching that. And now Colorado's going to the Big 12. So that's that's even less attractive now for recruits. Um, Yeah, man, I just... I don't think Colorado is going to end up doing anything under Dion. I just, I feel like he's in over his head. So let's get a quick futures bet, man. Next season, do they win more or less than four games? I'll say they go five and seven next year. Okay. So, which would, even though it'd be more wins, I think that'd definitely be a failure. Five and seven in year two. I don't think that's where anybody would call, you know, being on, on schedule for, for the rebuild job there. 
So. All right. How did we do on our bets last week? So we both went one and one. Um, I obviously lost the Lions minus seven and a half. Cowboys minus 11 was a big one. I put 50K on both. So even you had the Titans minus three and a half, which hit for 50K. You also had the Bengals plus one, which did not hit even remotely close. So even on the week for both of us, uh, 13 and 11 okay. on the season, you are at a healthy $0 lost or one. And I'm plus 175K. <laughs> All right, I got some ground to make up, man. We're uh, running short. I'm gonna go first. I'm go- I'm going with the classic win-win. I'm gonna bet against my favorite team, man. I'm think I'm taking 50k on the Colts to go into Nashville and beat the Titans. What's they are at? Uh, Colts are at negative two right now. Okay. 50k. What's your What's your first? Bet? Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs minus six and a half for 50k. I just again, I feel like they're just a better team than the Packers, so. I looked at that one, man. Six and a half, though, with the way the Chiefs have played this year, a little bit sketchy, dude. I, I could totally see this being like a 24-20 game. You think that, uh, so you that think was just, Jordan Love is going to score 20 points against the Chiefs defense? I think he's a wild card, dude. I mean, I never would have thought that they would have dropped 27 or whatever it was they dropped against Detroit, dude. So, I yeah, I mean, yeah, I know Chiefs defense is way better than Detroit's, but I don't know. I just I, The Kansas City offense is not to be trusted right now. Um, my second bet, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going 100k, man. I think the Lions bounce back in a big way. I think Dan Campbell gets them boys fired up. I think they kick the shit out of the Saints. So I'll put 100k on the Lions to cover negative four against New Orleans. All right, I am uh, going a little different on this one. I'm gonna go 100k on the Cardinal Steelers going under 39 and a half points. <sighs> Solid bet. I think that's a safe one, dude. I hope Kyler goes off, though. I'm going to laugh so hard. We need to check, dude. If it's like double XP weekend or something on Call of Duty, you know Kyler's going to be fired up. (laughs) Or he's not going to look at the playbook at all and won't even know what the play is that they're running. (laughs) Yeah. All right. You ready to get into some listener mail? Absolutely. All right. So first off, from our good friend James Maudsley, he says, question for the goal line. If Atlanta wins the NFC South, does Arthur Smith keep his job? Oh God. Um, I mean, dude, this is the thing about blank is he, he never fires somebody when he should. I told everybody that I thought that the Falcons should have fired Dan Quinn after the Super Bowl loss and hired Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Um, I mean, they could have hired anybody on that offense apparently. Cause all those guys are head coaches. Now they had Mike McDaniel, they had uh LaFleur and they had, Shanahan so apparently they could have hired any of the offensive guys and been completely fine um if they win the NFC South I'll say he keeps his job but I'll I will add one caveat to that I think that if their offense continues to look the way it does even if they win the South I think um either Arthur Blank or Fontenot tells Arthur Smith he has to give up play calling duties and actually hire an offensive coordinator I think they need to win the NFC South and I think they need to have a respectable showing in the playoffs. I don't think they necessarily have to win their first game, but if they win the NFC South and then go and get dropped like 51 to 17 against the Cowboys in that first playoff game, I could see him losing his job. You know what I mean? I think, I think they need to win and then at least be competitive in that playoff game. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's get into the rest of our questions. What's the latest on the game? I, I was having some internet issues, so I'm not watching the game live. Jordan, Jordan's the eyes for both of us on Monday Night Football right now. It is 9-3 Bears with 14 minutes left. 
Oh, wow. That is going to be a tough loss for the Vikings. All right, Zach Hertzler, favorite game from this past weekend of football. To me, it was Bills, Eagles all the way, man. He had those beautiful Kelly Green uniforms for the Eagles in the rain in Philly, all-time performances from Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. I just thought that game was everything you could want as a football fan. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Same thing for me. Just that was such a good game. Um, Yeah, everything about it was awesome. Also says, who do you think is MVP so far this year? I already gave my pick for Jalen Hurts. Who's your pick for MVP so far, Jordan? I said it was Jalen Hurts last week, and I'm going to stick with it. So, yeah, I just I feel like all right, what so he's we're playing. all in on the Hurts train. Yep. All right, this is a good one, man. David Brooks says, why does being a fan of a team suck so bad, and is it frowned upon to switch? To me, man. I mean, it sucks so bad just because you're going for you know you're with the highs and lows, and it just for whatever reason, dude. To me, anyways, it feels like the highs are always fleeting, but those lows really stick with you, man. I don't know what it is about sports. It feels like the lows hit harder than the than the highs do. Um, I mean, to switch, dude, you could always switch. My personal thing, dude, is like you can't be a diehard for somebody and then turn around and just hop off and be like a diehard for another team the next season. I've seen people do that. It looks so like distasteful, man. Like I feel like you kind of got to have really like a five year like probation period if you're going to try to be a diehard again. I mean, me, I was as big a Falcons fan as it gets, dude. I took like, I basically went like football agnostic for about three years, just watching for the love of the game. And my dad's always been a big Titans fan. Now living in Tennessee, I'm, I would say I'm a casual fan of them, dude. I'm not living or dying at all by the Titan, by what the Titans do. Uh, But I don't know, man. I just, I would definitely judge somebody if they were a diehard for one team, then suddenly became just acted like nothing changed and they just totally switched it up with a different team. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, uh, update, Josh Dobbs just threw his fourth pick of the game, so looking real good for him. Um, Yeah, you know how many opportunities I've had to jump off the Falcons, and I just, I can't do it, man. Like, I've been a fan of this team my whole life, and and I I just don't think I could go to liking another team either, because, dude, let's just say that I just randomly picked, let's just say the Eagles, for argument's sake, and then the Eagles go to shit, like, I'm I'm in no better of a spot at that point than I was before. Yeah. And also, dude, you at least got the street cred for being loyal. If you stick with the team, even when they're losing. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing when I was a Cavs fan, everybody's always like, why were you a Cavs fan when all my friends were Bulls fans? It's like, cause I just didn't want to be a fan of the same team as everyone else. So it's just, that was always my thing. And the Cavs finally rewarded me <laughs> after a lifetime of punishment. And dude, it made them <laughs> winning it that much sweeter. Honestly, same thing with the Cubs and, almost the Falcons. Like it just, it, it just made the whole thing that much sweeter, honestly, to me, like so many people had jumped off the bandwagon and just went with other teams and I just stuck with them and yeah, it made it worth it. So I would never, never like go all in for another team, honestly. Yeah. You just can't dude. You lose, you just lose credibility. Same man. I would never, I like the Titans now, but I would never like, I would never front. Like I'm as big a fan of them as I ever no, was. Of you're the, you're the definitely Falcons not. I can, I can vouch for that. You are nowhere near as big of a Titans fan as you were a Falcons fan. I can definitely yeah. vouch for that. You were all in on them just like I am. So. Yeah. It's uh yeah, dude. Like, and it sucks just cause like, you know, you're just, you for, I don't know. We talked about this a little bit last week, maybe it was two weeks ago when you really were having your crisis with the Falcons. We talked about that, like, dude, yeah, if you if you think about it on one hand, it's like, all right, why am I getting so emotionally invested in these, uh, you know, these guys that, you know, don't even know I exist. I'm just rooting for their jerseys and stuff pretty much. But it's like, I mean, 
adult life, like not to get super existential and deep, but do like adult life can be like kind of boring sometimes, monotonous, right? Like you obviously you have fun, you enjoy your life, but it can't, can't be kind of boring, right? Just work, you know, working Monday through Friday and sports are just an escape, dude. You're, you're what you really, it's not even about the games. It's about going on that emotional ride, right? Like doing the highs and lows and stuff and it's addicting. And, uh, you see, yeah, when your team doesn't got it, it just sucks, man. Cause you're, you're hoping every, every Sunday you fire up that game and it starts off zero, zero and you're thinking, all right, we got a chance. And when it doesn't happen, it can just be just deflating. Yeah, I agree. It, it sucks, but I mean, just gotta stick with it, man. Yeah, stick with your team, dude. I just uh, don't, 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 uh, don't be like me, Brooks. Don't, don't throw in the towel on him, man. All right, Tony Barker, Jordan's good buddy out in Nebraska, says, other than the Lions and Cowboys, which team would you like to see play the traditional third game on Thanksgiving night if they ever locked in a team? Um. I honestly don't want them to lock in a third team. I like the the rotating schedule every year for the night game. Because um, a couple of years ago, they did uh, Saints and Falcons two years in a row, and I loved that because that was like the biggest rivalry in NFL at that time. So, yeah, I'm cool with them just rotating. The Cowboys and Lions are just, you know, they're always on Thanksgiving, so I'm cool with those being the only two teams. Uh, if I, I, I would agree with you, man. I kind of like rotating like a good rivalry game in there. Um, if they, if they had to though, like kind of just playing it out, I think you're going to want an AFC team, right? Cause you already got the Lions Cowboys both repping the NFC during the day. And I'm thinking Thanksgiving, I'm thinking it needs to be like one of the traditional, like longstanding teams, like somebody from the Midwest. Uh, that, that's what I think of. And I think Thanksgiving, I'm thinking the Steelers or the Browns, dude, since the Browns have traditionally sucked and the Steelers have for the most part, always been at a minimum competitive. I think the Steelers would probably, if you had to lock in a team for the Thanksgiving night game, I think the Steelers would be the best bet as much as I hate the freaking Steelers. Bro, if you ever say the Steelers are a Midwestern team again, I'm going to strangle you. That is not a Midwestern. How are the Steelers? How is the Steelers are the Rust Belt, bro? The Rust Belt is the Midwest. Dude, the Midwest doesn't start in the Midwest of the country. The Midwest starts in Western PA and rolls. uh, Like you're at the far West of the Midwest, dude. Disgusting. Absolutely not. I feel like the western edge of the Midwest is like Nebraska and Iowa, Bro, and it Ohio, stretches to Ohio eastern is PA. As, as far as the Midwest goes when you look it up on a map. It goes Nebraska Western to PA touches Ohio, bro. Dude, Pittsburgh is not touching Ohio. No, you're not going to get away with like some bullshit. Pittsburgh is not a Midwest football team. They're an East Coast football team. You're telling me Pittsburgh's not part of the Rust Belt, dude. I'm telling you Pittsburgh is not part of the Midwest. Like, you're on drugs. If I'm you... Googling right now. Is Pittsburgh mid the Midwest? No, it is not. I'm Googling it right now, dude. We're going to see what Google says, dude. I think you're... I don't know why all of a sudden I'm getting this Pittsburgh hate, dude. All right, here we go. This is on quirkytravelguy.com. It's Pittsburgh, the Midwest. Quirkytravelguy.com. I mean, it's the first, it was the top search result on uh, Google. It, it, you know, I know this is compelling audio, but we're going to sell this right here on the air. We don't have shit going on on this Monday night game. So Uh, he says there's actually a spirited debate over whether Pittsburgh is located in the Midwest or the Northeast slash East Coast. Um, All right. It says when people think of the Midwestern states, they tend to think Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Damn, he didn't even include Nebraska in that, dude. He's a douchebag. So I. It says Nebraska and the Dakotas are sometimes included as well. Well, this guy clearly um, has no idea what the Midwest is then. 
He says western part of PA, especially the Pittsburgh area, is one hundred percent Midwest. We'll put a, we'll put a poll, man. We hey, need to do some some polls. So here, I, this is me looking at like a a like somebody asking a question: Is Pittsburgh considered to belong to the East Coast or Midwest? Having grown up in Pittsburgh, I think locals consider it way more East Coast. I always have, however, I typically would describe it as having big city bustle with mid midwestern manners. I have never heard anybody from Pittsburgh say they're from the Ohio Valley. Let me. She, Sheena's in the kitchen. Let me ask. Let, let's get her on this. Sheena. Sheena. She just dropped some dishes. I think I started her. <laughs> uh. Hey, you're live on the air on the goal line right now. You need to settle a debate for us. Oh, God. Is Pittsburgh part of the Midwest? Is Pittsburgh part of the Midwest? No. Yes. All right, well, there you have it. That's two against one. I said it was. Jordan said it's not. Looking online, it's a little... Uh, you, can, you can find support for both sides, but... No, I feel like it's more like northeast. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not Midwest. Okay. For sure. All right. Thanks, babe. Hey, I made my... Debut on the goal line. This is a big day. And you co-signed a Jordan argument instead of mine, so just be gone. <laughs> Shocking. Is anybody shocked? Uh, All right. For those that uh, are goal line exclusive listeners, that was my wife, Sheena, a.k.a. Chick Foley on Instagram. She hosts a, uh, if I do say so myself, a wonderful pro wrestling podcast also that you can find by searching Chick Foley Show. So that have it. That, that, that's it, Jordan. You won, dude. Two to one. It's not part of the Midwest, but... If any listeners want to chime in on that, please feel free. Let us know what you think. If Pittsburgh, yes or no, is it part of Midwest? I think you kind of nailed it, man. Maybe it's not so much in geography, but in values. I think maybe that's where I was getting my uh, my wires crossed at. Okay. The Midwestern values make sense, but it's still not geographically Midwest. And that idiot that Let said Nebraska this... and the Dakotas are not in the Midwest is a complete fucking moron. <laughs> so hey fritzy travel guy whatever your name is eat shit you're a moron hope you listen yeah, Wiki wikipedia which is probably about the biggest authority we have for shit like this nowadays man it does have nebraska in the midwest does not have pennsylvania all right last question from mike rivera jordan we'll let you answer this one as i'm writing this question it's almost 8 p.m on the east coast can someone tell me why in the hell brandon staley is still a head coach no i can't I, I just I cannot I don't I don't understand what the Chargers are doing at this point. Like, I, I mean, I really got nothing for it. It's it's bad. Yeah, it's you know, and if if you are going to go on the assumption that Justin Herbert is this generational talent at uh, QB, then it makes it even worse because they're wasting away the years that they had while he's still on that cheap rookie contract. All right, so that's a wrap, man. Our shortest uh, episode of the year, I believe, man. I need to go back and check the stats, but you know that's kind of how it goes on uh, on shows like this. But we're at the point of the season where we kind of know what you know who's who in the zoo, and you know what teams are uh, in the NFL at this point. So it's really just all about what's going to happen going forward. Uh, Jordan, you got any closing thoughts for us as we wrap this one up? I do, man. Anytime the Falcons beats the Saints, it makes for a good week NFL. So like to throw a shout out out there to all the Saints fans that just lost to the most miserable team in the NFL. Eat shit. Fuck the Saints. <laughs>